This is the New Year's Eve edition of the Daily Wager podcast. In and out in less than 10 minutes on this Friday, setting you up for the holiday weekend. A lot of college football for you. Welcome to the Daily Wager podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. I'm Doug Kazarian, joined like I am pretty much every Friday by Joe Fortenball. How are you, sir? What a day for gambling. What a two-day <laughs> stretch for gambling. I, I woke up. I've been stuffing myself all morning because these are the last couple of days I'm going to let myself go. So eating, drinking, gambling, all-time high, Douglas. And I'd imagine it's going to be the same for you. Don't try to tell me any different. No, no, of course not. I, you're bearing the lead. This is the <laughs> last day you're going to let yourself go. What, what the, how dare you? How dare you? Well, I, I would like uh, January, and of course, January 2nd, not January 1st. You have to be a lunatic to start living good on January 1st. I, I'm just, I like the idea of January being a month where I kind of bring it all in, you know, maybe just eat a little less, drink a little less, exercise a little more. I'm not out okay. here trying to, trying to win an Olympic gold, okay? Just trying for small improvements. What I'm really doing mentally is telling myself I can do whatever I want the next two days. And then by January right. 5th, I'll be right back on track. Naturally, naturally. Yeah, and we got a lot of, <laughs> lot of Saturday shows, Sunday shows, morning. So the, the work schedule is conducive to, to taking care, a little, little self-care. Uh, let's, yeah, let's start with the college football playoff, as I know our listeners want to hear more about football and less about uh, our fitness plans. But uh, <laughs> you and I are a little bit opposite sides here in, in, in the Bama-Cincy game. I, I just don't. I just can't don't think since he can hang around for four quarters, I'm laying at the 13 and a half with Bama. I do not think much of the Bearcats offense when facing a team like Bama. And then I just think the growth of Bryce Young, obviously off the Heisman Trophy, but the coaching with Bill O'Brien. I know since he has an elite secondary, but it's one thing to be elite on their schedule versus playing Bama. And we saw what the coaching staff for Bama did against the Georgia defense when they had time to prepare. Because I think they were preparing for a few weeks, not just. Uh, one week, like and that's why we saw kind of an egg laid against Auburn. I just think it's too much. I just like the question is, if you like Cincy, how many points do you think they're going to score? That's a great point. Um, I would say this: there are bets I make where if I hear someone is on the other side, I shake my head and I'm like, "Man, you're walking into a buzzsaw." And then I hear because I like Cincinnati at 14 or better. I hear people like you talking about Bama. I don't fault that at all. I don't see anything wrong with that. Um, ultimately, it's Alabama. They end up covering literally no one on earth is going to be surprised. Right, I like the right. idea of Cincy plus 14 or more for a couple reasons. Totals coming down just a little bit. And I'll mention I like the under at 57 and a half as well. So if I can grab 14 points in what could be a slightly lower scoring game than, say, Pitt or Tennessee, maybe, just maybe, I might have a shot. And in addition to that, Bama go back to last year's semifinal against Notre Dame. They controlled it the whole way, they got up early. They dominated late in the game. They know they're a few days away from the national championship. So they yank the starters. They throttle back. They give all the backups an opportunity to say they played in the playoff. And then Ian Book runs in a touchdown with less than a minute to go to cover the spread, which I believe was higher than this one. It was around 18. So keep that in mind. I think the back door is wide open for Cincinnati. I also think Cincinnati, much like Fres or Boise State in 2007, the Fiesta Bowl against Oklahoma, this is your Super Bowl, son. Like you should open up the playbook trickery, fakes, you name it. There's nothing left to live for if you're Cincinnati. This is it. So at 14 or better, I'm on the Bearcats. I also like the under at 57 and a half. Okay. So you think that – do you think Cincy can win? 
Uh, I the, the percentage chance so low. I would never say never, okay. but I do not have a high percentage chance of them winning. I'm mostly playing for the back door here. So you're yeah, you're, so you're saying like they lose by like seven to fourteen. I, I just think it's a tough landing to stick, but we shall see. Because to your point, right. they, Bama doesn't cover. They didn't cover against Oklahoma when they were laying fourteen and a half a couple of years ago with Kyler Murray, and they're the number one overall pick. Um, also, uh, the other semifinal. You're big on Georgia, and I'm I'm coming around to that side myself. Love this one. It's my favorite play of the week. I think Georgia's going to put it on them. I, I, we, recency bias, obviously, everyone's come around on Michigan. The last two outings, they hammer Ohio State. They hammer Iowa. They've been very good. I was dead wrong on Michigan before the season started. I have no problems admitting that. But look at how they play football, and look at what just beat Georgia, who we were all very high on until Alabama. Of course, it has to be Alabama. Waxes them, right? It, it, it all comes down to the styles-making fights concept. Alabama went up-tempo. They threw the ball everywhere. They knew they weren't going to be able to run the ball against Georgia's front. So they went on tempo. They tired the defense out. It worked great. Kate McNamara is not Bryce Young. All right. Michigan doesn't want to go up tempo. Michigan doesn't want to throw the ball all over the field. They like to run. They like to grind clock. That is not going to fit when you're going up against Georgia's front four. I think Kirby Smart's been poking those guys for a month, telling them that they have an opportunity for revenge here. So I'm laying the seven and a half with Georgia. Big fan of the Bulldogs. Yeah, that's the time. That's what I'm going to eventually come around. I, I think the recency bias really applies with Georgia here. I mean, remember before the Bama game, this is the greatest team in the world. They were like odds on favorite. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like let's not forget this is the same team that just happened to get out coached and outplayed by uh, by a, a really good Alabama team. Now I'm on the first half under. I just think the defenses will show up. I don't trust. Uh, Bennett, I, I just there's a lot to dislike about the Georgia offense when facing a team like Michigan. Okay, let's get to some other bowl games. By the way, I think, that's a, I think that's a great bet. You mentioned that yesterday on the show. I think that is a great bet, that first half under. Two teams feeling each other out. No one wants to make the big mistake early. I like where you're at there. Let's get to some other games because all tickets cast the same. Uh, my favorite play for the weekend, and it's not a banger because I don't, I'm treading lightly this bowl season, but it's Notre Dame, and it's come down a little bit. The sharp money's on the on the pokes, and it concerns me a little bit. But I just think when you're handicapping a little bit of effort, uh, I think Notre Dame is the safe play because of what that reaction in the locker room with Marcus Freeman when they announced that he would be the permanent replacement to Brian Kelly, so promoted the defensive coordinator. The, the, the team went nuts. They love him. I think they'll run through a brick wall for the guy. I don't trust Okie State. They missed golden opportunities inside the five to perhaps get to the college football playoff. Uh, we're not 100 percent sure they would have they would have gone there with a win over Baylor in the Big 12 championship game, but you know you could assume that. But either way, they're thinking that and squandered opportunity. And I just don't know how much of them will be focused on practice the last few weeks. And I don't think they're that great. Like I think their quarterback's mediocre or above average, I should probably say. And I just think they have a lot of holes. And I don't trust Gundy in big games typically, although they did deliver against Bedlam. Agreed. I would play Notre Dame in that spot as well. I think their defense is going to be flying all over the field. Three plays for New Year's Day that I'll rattle off real quick. Arkansas minus two and a half over Penn State. Penn State open as a one-point favorite. Get this before it gets to three. All right, Penn State dropped five of their final seven coming into this game. Everyone always talks about Penn State. They're in all these close games, though. They're so close. Yes, and they're all losses. Like, every time <laughs> they're in a close game, they lose. Like, let's keep that in mind. If this is a close game – they're probably going to lose. There's a bunch of players that aren't going to be playing, whether it's NFL opt-outs or other reasons. James Franklin, since he took over at Penn State, is 3-3 three and three in bowl games. Nothing special. Arkansas hasn't been in a bowl game since 2016. They're gassed up to be here. They're coming in hot. They won four of their final five. The lone loss was at Alabama by only seven points 
when they were 20 and a half point underdogs. So I like Arkansas to get it done minus two and a half. Rose Bowl, favorite play of the day. Utah plus the four over Ohio State. Play them on the money line as well. Won nine of their final 10 games. Ever since they made the quarterback switch to Cam Rising, they've been much better on offense. They're coming in first ever Rose Bowl appearance. Only their third major bowl game ever. They, they had a Sugar Bowl appearance and a Fiesta Bowl appearance, and neither one of those was any time in the recent decade. Okay, so this is a big spot for Utah. Ohio State, number one in scoring, number one in yards per play, but that's not what this offense is coming in. No Garrett Wilson, no Chris Olave. One of the starting offensive tackles opted out for the draft as well. One of their starting D-linemen opted out. I like Utah to get it done in the Rose Bowl. And then at night in the Sugar Bowl, Baylor Ole Miss over 56. Baylor's defense is legit, only gave up 19 points per game. Some people may think I'm crazy here. Matt Corral is starting at quarterback for Ole Miss. Lane Kiffin's had a month to prepare for this defense. Ole Miss is going to find a way to score. And Baylor loves to run the ball. They're going up against an Ole Miss defense that ranks outside the top 100 in run defense. I think Baylor finds a way to score as well. So Utah minus four in the Rose Bowl. Baylor Ole Miss over 56 in the Sugar Bowl. Arkansas minus two and a half over Penn State in what should be renamed the Penn State Bowl, but it's still known as the Outback Bowl. I'm glad you mentioned that uh, the the Baylor game. I really like um, the Ole Miss in this game. I don't think Baylor's quarterback is going to be healthy. I, I, I just haven't heard a lot on what's going on over there. So I'm just not sold that he's healthy. And, you know, I, I like Ole Miss. To your point about Lane having time to repair and all this stuff, I just don't – I don't know what I'm getting with the Bears. And right. so because of that, I just feel more confident. I think Ole Miss is really good. I've been on him a lot this year. So uh, I'm going to have to back him here. But – um, you know, I, I just, I just don't trust Baylor. I, I just don't think they're very good. I'm chasing money because I've lost a bunch against them, but, um, that's my other bull play that I'm glad you brought up that game. Cause that was one that I've been coming, going back and forth on, but anyways, man, um, I think that does it for us because there's not a whole, I mean, there's just not a lot in the NBA. We can kind of, I mean, there's so many moving parts right now. I think this is a football the weekend. NBA is like so hard to handicap dude. So hard right now. You had to wait till the last possible second. Yeah. I mean, that, and that's sometimes the best approach, right? Like, that's what you have to do. Yeah, absolutely right, right. man. Absolutely happy, New right. Year to, happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to Parker, our producer today. Happy New Year to everyone listening. Obviously, it's been a trying year for many, trying couple of years, to be honest. But uh, we made it through thanks to sports and sports betting. And we'll see you guys 9 a.m. Eastern Sunday morning on ESPN2 with our first show of 2022. 